Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair. To four to Yossi. He got knocked down. Puck comes out. Here's Dreisaitl. He'll give it to Kane. There's the hat trick goal. The empty netter for Kane to give the Oilers the 7-4 lead and the hats rain down on the ice. Evander Kane, the hat trick tonight at Rogers Place. The Edmonton Oilers take down the Nashville Predators 7-4. Lots of big numbers for the Oilers tonight. Leon Dreisaitl, a goal and four assists, five points. Connor McDavid, two goals and two assists, four points. And the Oilers looking good lately. They have now won five in a row. They are up to 7 and three on the season. Game didn't start great for the Oilers. First scoring opportunity for Nashville went in. Matthias Ekholm tapping a rebound behind Jack Campbell just 34 seconds into the game, but the Oilers took over after that. They got four goals in the first period, led 4-1 after the first, 5-1 about halfway through the second when McDavid scored. Nashville did hang around, but ultimately the Oilers the better team tonight, and they get the victory. The Predators drop to 3-6-1. and one on the season. The Japanese Village goal light is on. We turn this on on 630Ched.com. Whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game, head there now. You can print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite Japanese steakhouse. Reserve your party today at jvedmonton.ca. Thanks for joining us tonight. It's 10.04 along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins live in Studio 99 as the Oilers beat the Predators 7-4. Really a game, uh, well, the Oilers played pretty well top to bottom, but certainly they're highly skilled players just took over Leon Dreisaitl with a couple of nearly inexplicable passes to set up Evander Kane for the Oilers' first two goals of the game. Ryan Nugent Hopkins with a great pass in the third period to tee up Dreisaitl for a power play goal. It was uh, Bouchard and Hyman both making great uh, passes to get the puck up uh, ice to Connor McDavid for a goal that he scored in the first period that made it 3-1. And Ultimately, the Oilers just too much for the Predators tonight who are uh, really having some early season struggles. All right. You can get us at 780-496-0063 as we're in Studio 99 for Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. We uh, have a winner tonight for Set the Line for River Creek Resort and Casino. Drysaddle had a big name, big game, but he gets just, just one goal. Uh, I mean, still, he gets four assists. In his last eight games, he had 17 goals against the Predators, including five two-goal games, a hat-trick, and a four-goal game. He had a game in that run. He didn't score. He gets the goal tonight. I set the line at one and a half for River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement bet on it. Mark took the under. Mark took the under, so he gets the $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card as uh, despite just getting the one goal this evening, Dreisaitl was uh, dominant this evening. I mentioned the two p- great passes to Evander Kane. He uh, won a face-off that set up McDavid for a power play goal in the second period. And then on the empty netter, it was McDavid to Dreisaitl and then to Kane to uh, wrap up his hat trick and give the Oilers a 7-4 victory. We're going to get you to uh, head coach Jay Woodcroft here in a couple of minutes. And uh, more post-game reaction coming up from the Oilers dressing room as they start this three-game homestand with a victory. New Jersey is next up in a couple of nights. And that's a 7 o'clock game. And I'll remind you for that one, that's going to include the uh, special ceremony for Lee Fogelin and Ryan Smith, who have been elected into the uh, Oilers Hall of Fame, brand-new Hall of Fame that also includes all the gentlemen who have their banners hanging here in the building. 
The ceremony will start at 6. The doors will open at 5, and the ceremony will start at 6. So if you want to catch that ceremony, if you're coming to the game on Thursday, you got to get here uh, a little bit earlier. I can also tell you that the uh, New Jersey Devils tonight are beating the Vancouver Canucks 4-1 about five and a half minutes into the uh, third period. So uh, the Devils could be coming in here on the heels of a victory on the West Coast as uh, Rob Brown slides into the booth here in Studio 99. I, I was just saying the Oilers' high-end players just really shone tonight. And I thought, Rob, of, of course the, the goals are nice. The guy who finishes the play deserve a, deserves a lot of credit, but some of the passes tonight were just incredible, starting with Dreisaitl's two assists on the Kane goals in the first period. Well, it just reaffirms what uh, we've been saying, what the National Hockey League players said when they did their vote uh, for the last number of years is Leon's the best passer in the game and he takes pride in it. Um, I, I mean, Kane must have thinks he's died and gone to heaven. He gets to play on a nightly basis with a guy that prefers, like he, he's a 50 goal scorer that prefers to pass the puck, Leon Dreisaitl. So if you're a guy that can score, you're thinking, oh my goodness, I can't wait to tonight. I'm going to get chances. And Kane's been a little snake bit this year, with, but he's had 30 shots. So he's getting his opportunities. Eventually those are going to go in. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, a lot of the times you give the credit to the goal scorer. But sometimes when you look a little further back, it was the play that was made by the passer that created that goal scoring chance. So there were some pretty goals here tonight. Leon started with the great passes. But he, the thing that we're seeing too, Reed, is the Oilers have the two best players in the league, in my opinion, in Connor and Leon. They're just getting, right now, this is where they're starting to get into their prime. So everything, Leon's won uh, the heart. He's won a scoring title. He's scored 50 twice. Connor's won, what, four scoring titles, three MVPs, whatever it is. They're now just getting to their prime. So it's, this is going to be the, we're, we're starting to see where if they don't have two points in a game, you're like, okay, that other team must have been really good to slow them down. They're both on pace for 160 points. Now, again, it's early in the season, but it's they, it, sometimes it's almost like they're toying with the opposition. And nights that they get three or four points, you look back and say, that easily could have been six or seven points. And tonight's a night where they, Leon at five, Connor at four, and there were probably three or four left out there that didn't get the, the break they need, the bounce they did, or the save that was came from the other goalie. It was, uh, as you said, the stars for the Antonellas came to play tonight. It was pretty to watch. 7-4 over the Nashville Predators. And Dreisaitl's backhand, we've been saying it for years, and I'm sure we're going to say it for, for many more years. That was the first assist. I ran into Joaquin Gage during the second intermission, the former uh, goaltender, and he said that he remembers playing a game against Joe Sackick and the, and the Colorado Avalanche, and Sackick came down, left-hand shot on his right wing, and Gage thought, okay, no way he's going to pass, mm -hmm. so I don't have to initially worry about the guy driving the net, and then bang, it's on a stick. No, uh, these goalies know what Drysettle can do with the backhand, but still, it's, it, it, it's still shocking sometimes what he can pull off with his backhand. Well, I'm sure the goaltender, Saros, is looking, he said, okay, he's held up, he's right against the boards, he's got four players between him and whatever's coming on the far side and whatever's on the far side was a long way it's not even in his prefer peripheral vision if Saros looks he'd have to turn his he whole head he couldn't even see with just the eyes where Kane was but it wasn't just the goalie that he, he took out of the play right there the Nashville Predators had players back they had four guys that are in the picture frame when the puck's going into the net and they're looking and they're saying they're seeing they're trying to read the situation and every time they see that previously 
that player either takes it in the corner or tries to throw it back or turns the puck over or just throws it on net. So they all feel they're in a pretty safe place. So when he throws an absolute bullet pass, cross ice, and it goes right on the stick of Kane, it surprised all the Predators. Didn't surprise Kane. It didn't surprise the people in the stands here in Edmonton. Oilers win 7-4. Here's head coach Jay Woodcroft. This team's offense, especially Leon Dreisaitl. He, in the last nine games, 18 goals, 25 points. It's just... It's too much of a, a trend to be just a coincidence at this point. So what would you say is the contributing? I don't have an answer for you, or at least a, a good answer for you. I, um, you know, sometimes play, certain players feel a certain way against certain teams, I guess. But, um, you know, it's to Leon's credit that he's found a way to um, put some numbers up against his team and most importantly, helps the team win. And, and uh, yeah. I, I wish I had a better answer for you, but I, I can't explain that. Um, not to put too much of a damper on a, on a five-game win streak, but the uh, penalty kill again was 0 for 2. Is that becoming a growing area of concern for you? Well, um, I think you, what you do is you go back and you look at the goals we gave up. There was a few uh, things that we can do better. Uh, on both of those goals. One of them was a six on four, uh, but there's things that we can do better. I thought uh, we had a little traction in, in Calgary uh, against a really good power play in Calgary, and uh, tonight we gave it back a little bit. Um, but I keep going back to the fact that the team is uh, seven and three, and um, but we realize we're not perfect. We got areas to get better in, and that's certainly one of them. Nashville had a lot of pushback, Jay, tonight, not on the scoreboard, but in the hits department, especially 60 to finish the game. They were they were there and they were, uh, you know, trying to, I, I would suppose, get a rise out of Edmonton, who just didn't react, you know, to hear there's only two penalty kills at the end of that mm. game and, and what was a physical contest. Just what can you say about the team's discipline tonight and maybe, um, you know, willingness to lean into a good power play? Yeah, and I thought we had some good finish checks as well. I, I mean, I think that's part of... Um, Nashville's MO is that they're an aggressive team. They finish checks. Uh, we talked about it this morning that they've kind of rebranded themselves a little bit. And, um, you know, that's their identity. And I thought tonight we played towards our identity. And in the end, the most important thing is to put the two points in the bank. And that's what we did. And we'll enjoy it for a little bit and then be ready to move on. Good. Thanks, guys. All right, uh, not a lot from Jay Woodcroft tonight as the Oilers beat the National Predators 7-4. I, I mean, it's we talked about it before the game. It, it's tough to explain Dreisaitl's specific stats against Nashville. He has good stats against pretty much yeah. every team. They're uh, other world against the Predators. Five points, didn't get the goals tonight, got the points. So uh, he now has 30 points in 21 career games against Nashville, 18 goals in the last nine games against Nashville. Yeah, it's, again, why, I, I don't know. I, obviously, the Oilers are scoring goals against Nashville. Nashville isn't the defensive juggernaut they were a number of years ago. They've tried to be going more skilled. And sometimes they're kind of an in-between team playing against the Oilers. They're not skilled enough to match chances with them. Uh, and they're not defensive enough to, to shut them down. So there seems to be high event uh, opportunities out there for both teams and in a high event game the Oilers have the advantage they just have as you and Bob were talking before the game if two teams trade chances and grade-a scoring uh, opportunities the Oilers are going to capitalize on more just because they have better players 
you can give the best four players off of, uh, you know, Nashville 10 chances and the Forsbergs, the Duchesnes, and then you throw it over and give Leon and Connor 10 chances. I, I like our chances better. Just the Oilers' skilled players have a higher skill than just about any team in the National Hockey League. So uh, Leon has just picked this team apart. And again, he probably doesn't know the exact stats, but he knows usually when he leaves the ice against the Nashville Predators, he's got a big smile on his face and he's feeling pretty good. Well, yeah, no doubt about that. And just to get back to the, the theme of great passes, I, I also want to single out both Bouchard and Hyman getting the puck up to McDavid for the 3-1 goal. And then what about the feed from Nugent Hopkins to Dreisaitl? for the well, power play goal in the third period. Well, in, in that one, it, 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 there's a great camera view from more or less where Leon is. And you could see there was no room. And it was, uh, he, he had, I believe it was Yossi, he had to get the puck through. And he had, it was almost like putting it through the little hole in the bottom of the skate. That's how much room Nugent Hopkins had to, to put it. And not only does he get it through there, he puts it on a tee for Leon Dreisettle. Because if Leon has to stop that, Saros is going to stop it because he's going to come. He's going to have more time to come across. So that had to be a one-timer to get through, uh, to go into the back of the net. And Nugent Hopkins made the incredible pass, gets it through, puts it on the stick of, of Leon and Leon makes no mistake. The Oilers have Connor and Leon, the two best players in the world. And they're surrounded them with Hyman and Kane and Nugent Hopkins and these kind of players. That I mean, Nugent Hopkins was first pick overall. He's been a first line center in the National Hockey League. Kane's led his team, previous teams, in scoring. And Hyman was sought after as when he became a free agent because he does everything well. So this is a team that's got top-end talent, and they're starting to find a way to create things throughout their lineup. So it's not one-and-done nowadays for the Edmonton Oilers. They got help from all four lines today, and that bodes well as they go forward. McDavid had eight shots on goal. Kane had eight shots on goal. Hyman had seven. Marcus Niemelainen had four. Hey, well, he's on the PP late in the yeah, game, too. Yeah, he got too. that one-timer at the uh, end of the game. Leon Dreisaitl had three shots on goal. Oilers with a 37-23 advantage in shots on goal. So Campbell stops 19 out of 23. He'd probably want the first one back because he put the rebound right in front. Having said that, the Oilers let a guy following the play go to the net unmolested. Uh, Campbell's stats aren't as good as Skinner's. No. But I thought tonight he just had to be the goalie that didn't lose the game once it became... 3-4-1, and, four, four, and, and I thought he made a couple nice saves as well. Two power play goals by Nashville. Yeah, I mean, the, the two power play goals, the deflections were nice. They were, they were really nice plays, tough to stop. Uh, the first one, I think he was trying to kick it away out of the, the, the blue paint, and I think it just bobbled on him, and he left it in the wrong spot. Right. Uh, but rebounded after that. Uh, this is a, it's funny. It's a game the goalie lets in four, and you're not even talking about the goalie because there's so many nice things in the offensive zone. I don't think we're seeing Campbell at his best yet. And, and that I think that is good because the Oilers are 7-3 and three on the season and their number one starter does not have starter stats yet. So as he finds his game here with the Edmonton Oilers, uh, it's only going to get better and better. But the Edmonton Oilers, one thing they do have, and we've seen it throughout this season, especially earlier in the year, they can outscore mistakes. And tonight... They just outscored the opposition because this was a game that 7-4 honestly flattered the Nashville Predators. Well, yeah, 4-1 after the first. And like I said, Edmonton just really took over after allowing that goal in, in the first minute. And as you often say, I mean, you can say, okay, well, Nashville got to four. If only they could have shut the Oilers out the rest of the way. Well, <laughs> they didn't. And, and as you always say, if you're behind by three, 
you start to need things to go perfectly. And it does happen sometimes. It too, does. But, it, but you well, need everything to be almost perfect. I think it happened in Pittsburgh tonight. The Boston Bruins came back. Uh, yeah, but it, does, it does happen. It does happen. And but you need time, too. It depends how much time is left. The, the problem for teams, again, and this way, as we talked a lot at the beginning of the season, when the Oilers get the lead, teams have to play differently against the Oilers. And when a mistake happens, the Oilers will take advantage of it, and they will extend the lead. And every time Nashville's tried to creep back in this hockey game, either the Oilers extended the lead or they got a power play and extended the lead. Uh, this is a very dangerous team right now. It, this is, they've got their two best players are at the peak of their careers. They've finally got players that are capable of playing on that line that belong on that line. They're not just hoping someone can fit in there. The Hymans, the Canes, the Nugent Hopkins belong there. They've got a third line that's being led by a young kid in McLeod that is... He makes a difference each time he steps on the ice, and they actually have a fourth line they don't use very often. But they got the well, they got a goal today. They got a goal today, and they got a star of the future, Holloway. That's the best we saw him in, since the preseason. He was very good. He was physical, created things. So uh, I, I don't think this Oilers team is a finished product, but they're pretty close. And uh, I did a, a thing with the NHL Network the other day, and they asked me, "Do you think this is a legitimate Stanley Cup contender?" And I said, "Absolutely, 100%. I do. I believe the Edmonton Oilers are a top five team in the National Hockey League, and they just have to get to the playoffs now to to prove that uh, they're capable of going the the distance." So 7-4, the Oilers win it tonight over Nashville. Tell you what, uh, he got his first point last game. Played almost 11 minutes tonight. Credited with three hits, a couple of really good ones. Took some big cross checks by, from McCarron off that final neutral zone faceoff. So we'll give Dylan Holloway the fourth star of the game for Jandell Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. Dry Settle McDavid Kane, one, two, three on the stars. I think that was uh, pretty easy. That was <laughs> like pretty. The guy who gets the hat trick gets the third star because yeah. <laughs> one guy had five points and another guy had four points. Yeah, pr pretty, uh, pretty fun night here for the Oilers. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We got goalie Greg standing by on the open line. Double G, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Hey, guys. I'm actually not going to talk about goalies today. I actually want uh, your guys' opinion, and you guys can, I know, debate back and forth or whatever you guys want to do. But uh, I know it's early yet, but uh, what do you think? McDavid, 50 and 50 or what? Well, wouldn't that be fun to have that chase to watch? He's got 11 and 10. Uh, I think it's it's early to make that call. I think that was last year, the year before. Whenever they're asking Leon, he said, "Yeah, I don't know, let's well, not I think even Dreisaitl talk." had 20 and 20 yeah, last I'd year, say, something well, like that. Yeah. We're still a ways away, but uh, I tell you, there's two things: a, he's good enough to do it, and b, he's shooting the puck. He wants goals. Uh, so I I've never bet. I'd never, ever bet against Connor McDavid on anything that he wants to do, but I think that's a, a discussion we'll have once he gets up to around 40 goals, then we'll start saying, and then it'll get exciting. Yeah, I mean, that's that, that's a neat milestone to, to bring up. Um, I mean, the, the one thing we've seen from McDavid historically, you know, who knows this year if, he, if that pattern is going to follow, but... Um, you know, he, he, he's had games where he's had, you know, five game stretches with, you know, 12 points, but it's one and 11, mm -hmm. right? Or he'll get eight points in four games, but they're all assists because he's, you know, he's, he's setting up or his shots aren't going in, but another guy's finishing the rebound. But that's a, that, it, that's a fun question. That's, it it that's is a, a fun, fun question. question. I, I do believe, and I, I don't think Connor McDavid would ever say it, I do believe he's got a goal in mind to score 50 goals this year. I, I do. And we saw a few years ago, when Sidney Crosby decided one year he's going to score 50 goals and went out and did it. Connor McDavid is shooting more, uh, and good on him. He's got an incredible shot. 
There's two on ones now where he's taking the shot. Never would have done that his first three or four years. He always tried to create something and pass it to his teammate. But he knows that sometimes, most times, he is the best option. So don't give the puck up to someone else because whenever you have, a, whenever you're making a pass, the whole idea of a pass is to get the puck to a better option. Let's move it to someone who's in a better spot. Well, really, when the puck's on Connor's stick, there's very seldom is someone else a better option than him. So uh, I, I said before, and I stick with it, he will score 50 goals this year, just a matter of how many games it takes him to do it. That's his uh, quick change for Jiffy Loop, keeping you moving to and from the game. Visit your local Jiffy Loop today. 7-4, the Oilers take down the Predators. A hat trick for this man, Evander Kane. You know, in the second period, I think we traded power by goals. Uh, you know, in the third, we knew we had to come out and check. We had enough goals to win, and um, we wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, we handled their push and made sure we pushed back, and we stuck with it all night, and we were able to get the two points. What's it like being a winger on this team when one time you're playing with 97 and maybe the rest of the other time you're playing with 29? That's not a bad spot for you, huh? No, no. I mean, that's, uh, that's why I'm here, <laughs> to be frank. I mean, those guys... Uh, are obviously the two best players in the world and you know it seems like each and every night they're uh, loaded up the score sheet and you know leading us to victory. When you look at the team now one five in a row uh, just in various ways I mean uh, confidence level what is it like after doing what you did on the road and now continuing at home? Yeah it was great I thought, I thought especially early um, you know we really had everybody going uh, DR's line and Shorzy and Holloway were really going they had a nice goal there uh, uh, that totter line, they were in the zone, you know, spending time and, and on the body. And, um, you know, we had contributions from uh, from everybody up and down the lineup. And, um, you know, that just breeds confidence within your team. And, uh, you know, we have another two games in this homestand, and we want to make the most of them. Anything said between you and Connor when you were both on the ice uh, sitting on a hat trick with an empty net? Yeah, we kind of just, uh, well, we were up for the kill. And then uh, we kind of looked at each other and just, just laughed a little bit. But uh, I figured... Uh, you might want to get me one, so uh, I was happy with that. Well, you were denied, Rob, because you have McDavid with 10 empty netters this year. Didn't if get he gets, one. If he gets nine because of that one tonight, I'm going to be really mad. You're going to be going back to this game. But uh, it, it just, uh, and I, I say every time the other team pulls the, the goalie, the Oilers, I, I say at a 93% rate, they're going to score an empty net goal because as soon as they get the puck, they have three incredibly gifted players with the puck on their stick, and... Well, and that's not even counting if Nugent Hopkins or Hyman might be on the yeah. ice. Well, they're not. <laughs> it's going to be Well, Connor. Hyman got an empty netter the other night. True. He, they did put him out there. But that was... Uh, it's going to be Connor, Leon, usually, and and usually Kane. And they're just so effective. they got big men on the boards. They can get the puck out. They've got the best passer in the league that's going to find one of them. And they got the most speed in the league in Connor McDavid. So it's, it's almost not fair for the opposition. It's almost safer to keep the goalie in. But... Uh, it was a nice play, and it was funny. Connor gave the puck up to Leon, and then he stopped at center, and Leon with an absolute bullet. Well, I was just going to say that. Like, he had to fire that to Kane to so get it's it. not offside yeah, and not turned over. And, so and even on an empty netter, he had to make another great pass. Yes, and, it, well, and he had to miss the stick of the, of the defender. So it was, it was just a, a perfect game for the Edmonton Oilers. They played, they played well. The only thing you know, the, the Oilers are going to want to work on is their penalty killing. That hasn't been good yet to start the season. They've outscored it because their power play is so good. But the penalty kill, I believe, was it two more goals against today, killing yep. the penalties. They so. didn't kill one off. Nashville yeah. was two for two. Now, one, they pulled the goalie on, yep. as Jay said. Uh, the Oilers' power play was two for six. Uh, John Hines, the coach of the Predators, was 
Sean holding up five fingers to one fingers for the for the power plays. I mean, that's the coach's job. I think their most of their penalties were were well earned tonight. Yeah, I mean, again, uh, it wasn't a definition. Uh, no. Every every game I can go back in the video and I can find two penalties either team should have had called against, and probably one both teams shouldn't have got called against. But this is a game when you're chasing, and the Nashville Predators were chasing. You're going to get called for more penalties because you don't have the puck on your stick. Okay, uh, Devin's going to be up next on the phone line. Happy to hear from you at 780-496-0063. You will also hear from Leon Dreisaitl. We'll take a quick time out for the news and weather. Edmonton 7, Nashville 4 is your final tonight at Rogers Place. The Oilers have won five in a row. We're live in Studio 99 for Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair. Right wing, he'll dump it in and coming through there with a hit. Who's Nima Line and that'll draw a crowd. It's a crushing check. As is the custom, Marcus Nima Line gets the crunch of the game for Cougar Payton Collision, our family helping your family. For 40 years and counting, Oilers knock off the Nashville Predators 7-4 tonight. The Predators weren't happy with Niemelainen. They weren't <laughs> uh, happy with Yessi late in the game either. Well, there was frustration, uh, obviously, on the side of Nashville. They came in and things did not go their way. Nashville is uh, known to be a big physical team. They, they lead the league in fights or have the last few years. Uh, and they got down, and all of a sudden, they took exception to a couple hits. The Niemelainen hit... He did run at him, but he missed him. And then the Pugliarvi one, that one looked worse than it was. Is Pugliarvi just a big, strong man? He just pushed over the little guy, just like he was a little peewee hockey player, just knocked him out of the way. Uh, and it's uh, good on Yessi. That was his first ever NHL fight, I believe. I don't know if he's got one. I saw he got five minutes, so I'm, I don't know if he's had they a did, fight they did before. They did give Yessi yeah. five for fighting. So yep. that's his Sherwood first. five for fighting, Yessi so five for fighting. By the time he gets home this summer, it was he ragdolled the guy and threw him up and down yeah, and a so couple that's uppercuts. That's his first fight of the season, Yessi Pugliarvi. I don't know if anyone would have had that? that in the hockey pool, but uh, good on Yessi that way. But uh, Niemelainen, again, you talk, he got the crunch of the game. The, the biggest thing for me is he's not looking out of place. Uh, he, he looks comfortable out there. He makes... Simple plays. Uh, he hasn't. He's not getting beat. Uh, you always wonder about foot speed moving up to the next level. He's a big man, but his foot speed has not been a problem. Uh, safe plays, physical when he has to, but he hasn't. Sometimes when you have a big hitter, and, and you watch around the league, you'll see a big hit thrown, but it turns into a two-on-one. Yeah, you got the guy, but you just gave up a great A scoring chance. Nimaline hasn't done that. He hasn't run out of position and created a scoring chance against. So another good night by Nima Linen, who has quietly stolen the uh, third-pairing left side defenseman and, and has earned it because of his play. Oilers win 7-4 out of the Predators. We had goalie Greg call in about 50 goals in 50 games if Big David could do it. It's a fun thing to track. I'm going to say this. It's somewhat of an artificial stat. Now, I'm not saying it's not a great stat mm -hmm. or it's not a fun stat. But for, I, I just I actually Wikipedia has a really good summary of a bunch of different things. Last year, Austin Matthews got 51 goals in 50 games. He did it from game number 18 to 60 mm -hmm. to game number 67. So it's usually tracked from the start of the season, right? And 
or or like in Gretzky's case the 50 and 39 how many games did it take you to get to 50 that might be more of a milestone how many games did it take you to get your 50th goal as opposed to how many in 50 because to me if you score 60 goals in the last 50 games of the season that's still incredible so it's what it was incredible it start but it's just like anything you always do it from the beginning of the season and the reason it became a, a thing so to speak is because when Richard did it in 44 45 there were only 50 games in the season so it was could anybody ever actually ever get a goal per game right now and he did and he, and he did which, yeah. is, which is pretty good so I'm not saying I'm not saying it's not a great accomplishment it's just there's a bunch of different ways that you can look at it and there are some great accomplishments with 50 and 50 but because they were mid-season they don't get talked about as much but players players will tell you it, it is big and uh, there's a, a respect out there for players that have done it um, so that that watch will be on if, if Connor gets closer once he gets into the 40 goal range or if Leon once he gets to the 40 goal range then they'll start seeing if he's capable of doing it uh, the the 50 goals in 39 I mean that's just we had 92 silly. that season. But it would, it, it, and, it, and I've, we've probably talked about it before. He scored five goals to get to the 30 in the 39th game, but I believe he had four goals in the game before that. I think he had like nine goals in his last two oh, games. Oh, I think he might have, yeah. Yeah, so it was something silly like that. So that when they were talking about 50 goals in 50 games, I know I had. I knew people that had tickets for the game. I think they played in Vancouver they went the to next Vancouver, game. And I think and they lost and he didn't have a very good game. But they had people had tickets saying, "Oh, maybe he's going to do it in Vancouver." And then he did it. Then scores 5 in the game before yeah. in Edmonton. But it was back-to-back -back games he he just had this silly amount of goals to turn what could have been 50 and 45 yeah. or 46. De December 27th he had four goals against LA and then December 30th he had the five against. So he went against Philly. So he went from 41 to 50 in two games. In two games. <laughs> no, that's pretty good. That's probably why his name's in the record book a few times. Oilers win 7-4 over the Predators. Kane the hat trick five points for dry settle four points for McDavid. We have Devin on the line 780-496-0063. Hey Devin go ahead. Hey guys how's it going? Good. Uh, I have a couple questions. My first question is um, the last two or three games watching Jesse play, I noticed that he's become way more physical than I think he's he's ever been. Um, so my question about that is do you think he is better like if he keeps playing the way he has been with the checking and stuff is he a better checker than he is a goal scorer um and then my my second question is um that game against pittsburgh do you guys think that was the game that the oilers needed to get going um well, to go with the, at that point, I think the Oilers were under 500 on the season when they played the Penguins. So I thought it was an important game for them. That was uh, the final game of the home. Yes, set, they, they. It was important going on a road trip. They didn't want to go on a road trip having lost another. So it was a big game. Uh, I don't know if that was the one that you can say catapulted them to where they are right now, but it certainly was an important game. As for Yessi, I think he's understanding his role. I think his line mates are probably talking to him. Coach of staffs talking to him. He's not going to get the. The scoring chances playing on the third line that he would with Connor or with Leon. Uh, so he's got to find other ways to to be effective as a hockey player. And he has been more physical. Uh, I think he's probably, from what we've seen thus far, maybe that's his role. Uh, maybe the 
the, I, I don't know if he's capable of playing in the top six here in Edmonton. Maybe he's going to have to find his way to stay in the lineup by being an effective role player on the third line. And if you're playing on the third or fourth line, you have to be physical. The thing is, he's got the physical attributes to do it. And we saw that at the end of the game when he pushed that guy. The guy went flying. Yeah. He is a man-child. He is a strong, strong player. So, yeah, you're 100% true. He has been much more physical this season. All right, checking the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. Devils beat the Canucks 5-2. New Jersey is here on Thursday. Seattle picks up a 5-4 win in Calgary. The Coyotes lead the Panthers 3-1 with about a minute left in the third. So it looks like the Coyotes will win that one. Panthers have outshot Arizona 40-21, but Coyotes have the lead. After two periods, Ducks and Sharks 4-4. Rangers beat the Flyers 1-0 in overtime. Kreider scored on a breakaway to get the win. Lightning beat the Senators 4-3. Golden Knights win in overtime 3-2 against the Capitals. The Golden Knights are 9-2. Minnesota beats Montreal 4-1. Boston's 9-1. 6-5 win over the Penguins in overtime. They came from behind to do that. Islanders win 3-1 at Chicago. Dallas wins at home 5-2 over Los Angeles. And the baseball game tonight, did it end 7 nothing. It, it ended 7 nothing. Yeah. Phillies over the Astros. So the Phillies are up 2-1 in the best of seven World Series. And right here at Rogers Place, Oilers 7, Nashville 4. Dry settle with five points. Here he is. Yeah, I thought it was really good offensively. Um, <clears throat> sometimes when you go up early in a game like that by three, four goals, those, those nights can be hard sometimes because you naturally just kind of let off the gas. Um, and obviously, they're, they're a good team. Um, they can score. They can make plays. So, um, But I thought we did a pretty good job. Obviously, a couple of things that um, we can tighten up and do better. But all in all, uh, big two points. Uh, everyone was good. What is it about playing the Predators for yourself? It's I believe it's 18 goals and 25 points in the last nine games since you've been played them. It's basically video game numbers. Is there something about your game that you see seems to match up well against them? <laughs> no, I don't think it works like that. It's just... Some, some nights, um, it just seems to happen a little easier, uh, a little more flowy than others maybe, and uh, I seem to get lucky against these guys quite a bit, so um, obviously take it and run with it. You and Connor both have been pretty good starts, uh, top of the league in scoring, pucks are going in, lots of assists. It's, uh, I mean, I don't know if you can keep this pace up, but could you ask for a better start you have? No, it's been good. Uh, obviously, that's that's what we're paid to do, right? It's to pr uh, produce offensively. Um, with that being said, <coughs> um, you know we're here to win a championship. We're here to uh, look at the bigger picture, not not him and I. We we've had our awards. Uh, it's all it's all nice. We're, we're proud of it, but um, you know we 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 want the big price, and um, you know it's obviously a, a good start to the season for us as a group, which is m way more important. You talked about the big prize, uh, but having this big start is essential, right? Like you do, you're, you're putting yourself in a position to succeed later in the year. As a team? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, not maybe not the first couple of games, not the start that that we wanted or expected, but we, we're finding our game, we're finding our legs a little bit, and um, you know, obviously, I think uh, we're a lot to handle for teams when uh, when we when we skate, when we play our game, uh, when we stick within our structure. So um, it's it's coming along. The empty net goal was kind of interesting. You got two wingers or two forwards with you, both have two goals, but looked like Connor kind of took himself out of the play to allow you to. <laughs> yeah, Connor has enough. He just scores, <laughs> I don't know, many hat tricks in this season, so I was, I was going to give that one to my liney. All right.
Okay, that's funny. That is funny when he says, yeah, he's had enough. I was, yeah, I'm going with my line mate. Connor's on another yeah. line. He can get his own line mate to help him out. But uh, it's funny that they, they're that good that they can, Leon can decide who he's going to get the empty net goal for. Like yeah. that's, that's confidence, but understanding how good you are when like, okay, so Kaner needs one. So I'm going to get the puck from Connor, but I'm not going back to Connor. I'm going to find Kaner and let him get the hat trick. And then they go out and do it. Yeah. Well, it would have been McDavid's third hat trick. Well, that's why that's why Leon <laughs> said he's had enough. A couple of times. You don't yeah. want him to be selfish. Let let Kane get one. Well, even Evander Kane even said, "Yeah, he's already got his. I'm gonna." It's, yeah. they, they, I knew they were gonna get it from me. So, seven four Oilers win over the Predators. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Jared has called in tonight. Hey, Jared, go ahead. Hey, thanks, guys. Um, yeah, actually, I honestly have been watching through this winning streak, and I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on one guy who I think has been a bit of an underlying catalyst, and that's Bouchard. I mean, watching him today, the passes he's been making, I mean, his defensive plays have been great. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on his play through this win streak. Well, he's made some great passes, including the one touch to get the McDavid yep. goal started in the first period because he got it to Hyman quickly. Hyman took a hit, got it to McDavid, who scored. Yeah, yeah, I mean, with the puck on a stick, he is very good. He, uh, I, I think he would probably uh, like his stat line to look a little different. He doesn't have a goal on the season. And the guy with that shooting ability, uh, you would think um, 10 goals would be a, a low bar for him. So I think there's things in his games he wants to get better. He's trying to, I think he's trying to take the high event out of his game. I think that's what we saw with him at times last year. He'll make an incredible play, but then he'll also throw one up the middle and turn it over. So he's taken that out of his game while still being able to uh, create offensive chances. There's a couple other stretch passes he made today that he can see that. And he's, he's always had that in his game. And I, the Oilers' back end was going to be the question mark going forward this year. And I think they've quieted a lot of critics right now with the way they're playing. They have been uh, solid, and one of the reasons the Oilers now have gone, was it five in a row right now? Yep. So good on them. Bouchard tonight, six shot attempts, all of them blocked. Which is, this is one thing that is odd, and I did notice that tonight and a couple times this year. The one thing that we saw with Bouchard the, all of last year, and most gifted offensive players that come out of junior hockey is their ability to get pucks through so you start thinking now teams are probably playing him a little differently playing him up a little higher a you don't want to be a long ways away from bouchard when he shoots because it hurts right so b so you get closer you get closer so that you take that thought away from him and now you get into that shooting lane and as he's going from one side to the other which he's very good at teams are much better at reading that and they're making it harder for him to get pucks through okay the Oilers have won five straight they're seven and three a seven four decision over the predators tonight we got time for a couple more calls seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three we're live in studio 99 it's heartland ford overtime open line live oilers hockey is brought to you by friesen brothers this is the heartland ford overtime open line here's reed wilkins on oilers radio 630 chair right wing oh. to bouchard put it right up the middle mcdonough will shoot it save made by campbell all right jack campbell 19 stops tonight as the oilers beat the predators 7-4 edmonton in control of this game out shooting the preds 37 23 that was Campbell save the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310 Glass or visit crystalglass.ca. Campbell on the season now five 
and two. And uh, Stuart Skinner sitting there at uh, two and one. I don't know, are they just going to go back and forth here for a while? Um, well, I would imagine, well, Skinner will play the next game, and I guess you got to make the decision for the, is that the, is a three-game homestand? Yeah, it's an afternoon game Saturday, then they're back-to-back -back on the road Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess it all depends on how Skinner plays in his next game. Skinner, Skinner has played very good. He's been the better of the two thus far. It's still early. Um, but uh, it's a nice... I mean, this is a, we've seen in the past where Oilers coaches have to decide which of the two goalies that are struggling are going to have to play the next game. Now he's got two goaltenders that are both playing good hockey, and he gets to pick which one gives his team the best chance of winning that next game. All right, 780-496-0063. We have Rocket standing by. Hi, Rocket. Go ahead. Hey, guys. How you doing tonight? Good. Another great win by the Oil. I thought it was a complete game. Uh, I'm not going to harp on Pugliarvi because uh, I think uh, his agent more than anything has hindered him. I think, yes, he has bought into the system, and I watched him play tonight. He looks great. Uh, you know, they're they're not they're not giving up a lot. It's uh, a solid line. Keep them together. Um, as far as the Oilers go, as far as points, we've got like five guys in the top 30 in points. And the most notable, in my opinion, other than Zach Hyman and Evander Kane and Leon and Connor, is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This has had a turnaround year averaging a point a game and i think he's an unsung hero in a deep lineup well nuge got an assist tonight he has 12 points in 10 games yeah i don't know if you call nuge an unsung hero on this team because i think the coaching staff and the fans have a pretty good appreciation of what rnh does i don't think uh, an unsung hero is to me is someone that doesn't get the recognition i think here in Edmonton, we know how good he is. He plays power play. He plays shorthanded. And now he's found his spot as a left winger in the top six. Uh, he, he's, been, he's been everything they'd hoped for, if not more. I, 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 and it all comes down to one thing. Ryan McLeod being able to drive a line has allowed the Edmonton Oilers to put RNH up into the top six. And he's rewarded them with very good play here to start the season. Yeah, but McLeod's been playing well. He almost got in on that one-on-one -on -one move today coming in from the left side and as we've talked about earlier that's something not only does he not try in his first year or so in the league probably doesn't even think about trying that well the the first year how many times did we see where he had chances to shoot the puck and he was like trying to pass to someone else because he just there's one he had a wide open net remember and he didn't even look at the net he tried passing it to mm -hmm. someone else because he just wanted he didn't have the confidence to believe in himself is this is this is what I can do I'm capable uh, but he's got confidence now and he's driving that line and he's the beginning I thought Fogel and, and Yessi were a couple steps behind him to start the season he just kept pulling them along and that's turned out now to be a nice line that creates offensive chances keeps plays going in the offensive zone keeps momentum going in the right direction uh, so McLeod being able to play third line center 
has allowed the Edmonton Oilers to load up in their top six. And their top six, they, they have the best two lines in the National Hockey League. And that's because the Oilers are capable of putting a third line together now, too. Some other stats tonight. The Oilers won 54% of the face-offs. Who do you oh. think led the way? Well, I was just looking at that. Leon at 67% to won, go with the five points. Won 16 out of 24. Well, you know, it's funny. I always, I've said this for years, that when the Oilers are on the power play, when Leon takes a draw on the power play, they, they win all their power play draws because, hey, we get the puck in the offensive zone. So I just happened to look because they do keep that stat. They were 80% on power play face-offs in this game. And it's almost automatic when the Oilers are on the power play and Leon takes that draw, they always get control of the puck off the off the face-off, which leads to two minutes or less in the offensive zone. The less would usually be a goal being scored. Dreisaitl also led the Oilers in ice time tonight at 23.06. Nurse was at 21.50. Uh, I mentioned the shots on goal earlier. Kane and McDavid had eight each. Hits, bunch of guys. Oh, well, no, it was actually, oh, yes, he led the Oilers in hit, uh, hits. He had four tonight as uh, the Oilers beat Nashville 7-4. Uh, quickly, Rob, New Jersey up next, ceremony for Fogelin and Smith. Uh, it's going to be a fun night. Uh, it's going to be for the generation, my generation, that remembers how important Lee Fogelin was to, to the Edmonton Oilers and their championships, and then to a younger generation that remembers Ryan Smith and how much he meant to this city and this organization, and in a bigger sense to... Hockey Canada, as he was a big part of all the Team Canada teams through his tenure. So it'll be a lot of fun for everyone coming to the game, including the players that will be part of it. Okay. Get more on this game on 630Ched.com or globalnews.ca. That next game broadcast is Thursday. Oilers and Devils, 5.30 face-off show. Puck drop at 7. We'll bring you the whole ceremony live as well. It's going to start at 6. Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. I will have inside sports from 6 to 8. Thanks to their, uh, for their work behind the scenes to Troy Bowler and to Kellen Kennedy. We've been live in Studio 99. Oilers Hockey presented by Friesen Brothers. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford. Overtime open line. Kane a hat trick. Dry settle five points. McDavid four. Oilers take down the Predators 7-4. Have a good night. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.